Mike, do we have a Sharpie? Yeah, can you give me a black Sharpie, please? I want to stick it in her eye. Yeah, well, can it, no, that that doesn't quite go in deep enough. Uh, as the, as her, uh, I would never do that to you unless we were filming it. Okay, who's got a camera? Right there and right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she'll have to so uh, here we are, and uh, now you know I, I don't like uh, Days of the Dead kind of films, and uh, I'm a potter, and um, I do these things occasionally for uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I don't think any of you have seen. Uh, oh, you have. Uh, well, we made that movie 46 years ago, and... Um, and what's amazing about it... Hey, we, we had a sharpen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what's amazing about it is that I look exactly the same. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to have some questions, uh, and, and I hopefully will have some answers. And the person who uh, has the best question, um, I will... I, I will, I will, yes, hold it. Uh, I, I will, um, I will give my banana to. <laughs> we went to a lot of that banana too, so it's yeah. a special. Thing. It was the whole thing, guys. You don't even understand. <laughs> Whoever wins it, I'll let you know. Uh, yes, okay, so we have a signed banana, um, which um, will be put on the front of the stage as a teaser. <laughs> for people when they come up uh, to ask questions, knowing that that is the potential uh, no, uh, prize. award. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I make clocks. I've got some clocks at my table that I made in the last couple of weeks, and we've sold four of them. Did you buy one? I did. I, I bought the first one. You did buy the first one. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, I'm sorry about the fact that I'm still going to stick you in the eye with it. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, yes, no, yes, you made, you got the one I made on Thursday, yeah. right? Uh-huh, yeah. So if you, if you have, what a really nice uh, remembrance of this incredible hour that you're going to have with me, um, uh, come and buy one of my clocks, or... I sell my underwear, and uh, my, my wife is very proud of me, uh, and I say to her, it's putting the kids through college, you know, my selling my underwear, so just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and uh, I mean, she can't sell her underwear, well, she could, but that would be really creepy. Um, so, um, okay, enough about the underwear, enough about the, uh, the banana. Um, yes, do you have a question? Yeah, tell us about your kids in college. What year, where do they go? You my know. kids, I have two kids, that's right. Oh, you saw the sign on my, on my table about... Well, you just said you had, yeah. I, did, I just said that? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I said that I had two kids in college? Yeah. Maybe not, I don't know. Oh, my God. Yes, I do have three kids in college. Well, my son is going to Cambridge University in England. Uh, he's a 
he's a physics major and he's doing physics uh, research there with Cambridge. And my daughter, who's 24, is uh, studying to be a veterinarian at the um, uh, University of Colorado. And she works uh, part-time while she's in school at a emergency clinic for animals. And she wants to be a, uh, a vet for the large animals. And um, uh, she was up till one in the morning yesterday taking blood samples of sheep. And, uh, uh, and for some reason, I, I don't know why, because uh, uh, she didn't tell us why she's taking blood samples of sheep. I think it's something to do with they're using the, the sheep, because I guess their DNA structure or something has something to do with, I know nothing about what either of them do. I, half the time, I don't even remember their names. Um, he's, Brian is my son, and uh, uh, Chelsea is my daughter, and my wife, name is Sherry. We've been married for 28 years and uh, there are children. We have no children for other relationships and um, I'm just boring the crap out of you. <laughs> I'm boring myself but thank you for bringing that up. Um, and uh, the sales of my underwear uh, help pay for their parking pass, you know, at school, um, probably. Um, but it, it brings, it, I find it delightful, and it makes me laugh, and it makes me, and, and, I, and I love to occasionally say to somebody who walks by my table, do you want to buy my underwear? And it's a Did I do that to you? Yes, sir. Yeah. And what was, actually, your, I, yeah. what was your initial reaction? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, said, I think I said kind of, yeah, actually. Yeah. Did you buy my underwear? Get them. Get out of here. You mean I went through that whole thing with you, you and you didn't buy them? You didn't have any towns for Halloween stuff. Oh. Out of you. I don't care. I'm from Chicago a couple years back. Oh. oh. Maybe I need a fresher pair. I don't know. Mine? Are they just laid on like a shadow box or something? I want to know. Where you get these? And what kind of reaction have you had from your friends uh, when they see my underwear hanging? Are they on your wall? Not yet. But they're not. Wait, you got them two years ago? It was two or three. Two or three. And you haven't put them on the wall yet? What's wrong with you? I have the right spot. It's above the toilet. That's where you put them. You put them on the toilet. By the next time, next show, I will have them above my toilet. Okay. All right. Send me a picture. All right. The, um, yeah. So, yeah. Years ago, uh, there's a shadow cast at the Tiffany Theater in Los Angeles, one of the first big shadow casts. And they invited me down uh, to a screening, um, and they presented me with a gold record. The, the album had gone gold just recently, and I presented them uh, with a pair of my underwear uh, as a gift to the cast and the theater. And uh, I was reminded years later of, of what I had done. And so I thought, well, this just makes me giggle. I just love this. So I just started uh, figuring out where I can get the cheapest underwear. So I go to Target, I get a, okay, maybe I shouldn't be telling you this. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to look like the ones you wore, so it has to be a very specific type. Oh, they do. They right. have to be fruit of the loom. That's right. Because uh, that's who, I think that's what I wore in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think I will. Well, it, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh, so that's all. It fills um, me with joy. What? It fills me with joy, too. Does it? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, welcome. How are you guys? Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> My God. We can sit here. Yeah. Sorry. You've missed nothing. <laughs> nothing. I've just been bullshitting here for the last 20 minutes and uh, drinking coffee. Uh, but you're here. Do you have a question for me? But you don't know. Wait, wait, first of all, you don't know what the, the, what the, uh, what the award is going to be for the best question. Okay. I have a signed banana. A signed banana. And uh, whoever comes up with the best question gets the signed banana. So put your heads together, all five of you. Come up, you're putting them together. That's very little. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, good, so come up with a good question. Um, the question about my children? No. That's, that's um, I mean, it was informational. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I remembered their names, right? Yeah. Yeah, good, okay. Uh, you have a question back here. Shagging <laughs> Yes, she is. What she was saying? No, I, 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 I can't answer that. It was the 70s, you know. First of all, none of us knew what we were doing. You know? There was a, a lot of marijuana. I think I mean, that's what we called it back then. And, um, uh, Meatloaf tried to get me hooked on cocaine, which I refused to do. Uh, uh, one day in the car, going to the set, he pulled out some cocaine and said, "Yeah, try it." And I said, "I, I actually snuffed it up my nose, pretending I was actually snuffing up my nose." And I never. Uh, and then I said, "Oh, this does, does nothing for me," you know. So I never did it. I said, "It's a waste of." To me, it would have been a waste of money and um, and I probably would have killed everybody in the car on the way to the studio or something you know because I just don't trust myself on on drugs um, tequila on the back is another issue I mean you give me some tequila and uh, you'll be my friend forever um, yeah God this is really nothing this is nothing. I'm sorry, you guys. Why are you here? You're here to, to come up with the best question for the banana man here. Uh, so, okay, it's time, for, it's time for questions. Yes, yes, sir. Do you wear the underwear before selling it? <laughs> I, do I wear the underwear before selling it? Um, I would do it for you, but I would charge you double. 
Yeah. Uh, and um, not quite a banana question, but sort of apropos to a banana question. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have you ever done a photo op in just the underwear? A photo op in just... No, but I've done photo ops where people have bought my underwear and they put them on their head. <laughs> uh, and uh, those are some of the funnest photo ops. Where I, and I say, I'll sell you my underwear, but you have to walk around the convention with my underwear on your head like a hat. And, and they, uh, they do it. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> my God. You know, they'll just do anything. And then, and then if they have like a, a professional photo op, they'll, they'll put it on their heads. And, uh, you know. Why not? We're right? That's it. We're not here to do anything else other than enjoy ourselves. Um, uh, I'm not so sure that that's a banana question. We're going to put them all in the hopper. You know, when it, we're going to put it in the fruit basket toward the end. Um, all right. Anybody else? Have, yes. I didn't audition. I, they just offered it to me. I went and met them uh, when it was being done in L.A. at um, a theater there. And the Roxy, right? Was that? The Roxy. The Roxy, right. And it was um, uh, the casting director, a guy named Joel Thurm, who, who cast a lot of the big movies in the 70s. He cast Grease and a couple other of these big ones. And he's actually writing a book on uh, being a, a casting director during that era. Uh, and it should be quite fascinating because he knew everybody and, he, and, and he's willing to uh, say anything uh, because he's got nothing to lose. He's no longer casting. And uh, uh, so uh, he was close friends with my manager, Bob Lamond, who uh, handled uh, Myself, uh, Travolta, uh, when Travolta was quite young, um, Patrick Swayze, um, uh, a bunch of other guys, you know, some of the young guys from the theater. And, um, and it, his idea was that he would put me together with Susan. And so we had us both come in to just meet them uh, one afternoon at the theater. Uh, meet them, meeting uh, the director, uh, and I guess the producers. And I didn't have to do anything other than say hello, but they asked Susan to sing Happy Birthday. And, uh, uh, and I think she already had the part, nobody really knew it, but they just wanted to see if she could carry a tune at all. And I thought she did a good job. I mean, I thought her, her tone and her singing voice was just perfect for Janet. Um, and, um, Whenever I see a, a, a cast, a stage cast of it, and I see the Janet just belting out these songs, I'm going, oh, that's just not quite right. You know, I, I thought Susan was more on, on point with um, the sort of shyness, you know, until the end when she's just a whore. <laughs> you know, um, there's no kids here, are there? Okay, good, just, I, I can get really rude. And, and little children run away screaming. You know. um, 
that was uh, that's how I got it. And we we got it, and we went to England. And the moment we got off the plane, Susan and I, who by the way I'm not going to tell you about my relationship with at the moment, um, uh, but that's close to the banana question, I, I must say. Uh, uh, the um, we went right into rehearsals within 10 hours, and we were pre-recording, and we were doing it. It was a very low-budget movie, you know. We there was no messing around. We we were uh, uh, we were there quickly, and we shot the movie in four weeks or five weeks or something, and then we all left. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't give us anything to take home with us other than a wonderful memory. I mean, I wish I had my high heels. Uh, they would have come in handy many times since then. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you can't find four and a half inch high heels in size 12 just anywhere. You know, you, you have to go to the to the hooker stores on Hollywood Boulevard, where I went and got my high heels. Mm. Does anyone else have any questions right now? Yes. Um, yes. No. Yeah. You. No. But. Okay. Is there any movie or franchise that you? Wish you could have been a part of it. A movie and franchise, I would. Yeah. I did a movie called Megaforce, and uh, has anybody seen Megaforce? Yes. Thank you. One, two. <laughs> Megaforce was a movie that we made in 1982 or 1983. Uh, Hal Needham directed it, who had done Smoking the Band and all these big, you know, stunt guy. And. Uh, uh, we did this movie, and it, it, it was not a success, let's put it that way. It was one of the first G.I. Joe movies, you know, I was Ace Hunter, you know, the head of uh, Mega Force. And, uh, in fact, we're making a, we're making a documentary now. Um, uh, it's called The Documentary Nobody Was Asking For. <laughs> and, uh, and it's true. Uh, but. But what's interesting about it is it's really based, it's really the focus of the documentary is on this one guy, Bob Lindenmeyer, who fell in love with this movie when he was 12. And it really, he really fell in love with the good guy, bad guy aspect of it. And he, it changed his life. Well, how can you change a life? 10 year old, 12 year old, I mean, your life's just starting, but he, it affected him in his whole life. And so, he started collecting the Megaforce vehicles. We have motorcycles, we have these dune buggy little things. And he is, consequently, he has collected uh, three of the motorcycles and two, two or three of the dune buggy things. He's got my original motorcycle, my original helmet, and all these toys, every toy that's ever been made about it. And so the, the thrust of the documentary is he basically wants to relive his life when he was 12 because it was such a wonderful time for him. And I'm in it just trying to remember what the hell we did in 1982. So it, it's a nice contrast. In fact, we're, we're going to do the Indianapolis, uh, an Indianapolis uh, convention, I think next month or something, and we're going to show the movie, and we're going to show the trailer for the uh, for the uh, documentary, and um, so look for it. Go to uh, Megaforce HQ uh, is our there his website, and we have we just have hundreds of people following us. 
But the point, the point is, is that I had a three picture deal for them and we did one picture and it was such a flop that I never got the second and third. And uh, that's when the money was gonna kick in. Um, so I wish it had worked so that I could have gone done second and third because it, it was it was a good concept of you know, ill-performed. And uh, perhaps um, one of my worst performances since Metal Beast. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not perfect, you know? I do certain things, and, and it, it's so much of it has to do with the script. And the Megaforce script, we were writing in the car on the way to the set every morning, you know? And we were improvising all these little lines, you know, like uh, the good guys always win, even in the 80s, uh, uh, things like that, you know? And, uh, and so, but the hardware, the, the vehicles are brilliant. They, they, were, they were so forward-looking that the Army wouldn't even let our movie have any, uh, any of their vehicles for the background and stuff because they thought that uh, they didn't want to reveal some of the design aspects of some of our weapons, which were actually designed by Mattel Toys. And uh, it, 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 and and in fact, the whole movie was uh, was the genesis of it. I think was Mattel Toys uh, wanting to uh, make action figures and you know selling vehicles and all that kind of stuff. And they actually designed my costume uh, and our costumes for it. And they put me in uh, uh, what's that real thin material that was spandex. Spandex. Yeah. Spandex. I was in spandex, and uh, and we were out in the desert in the middle of the night in outside Vegas. It was freezing, and um, uh, so I, I I I don't like them, the Mattel toy people, because they didn't think of me. They thought of toys, and they thought that I was a toy to be playful. Well, I'm not. A toy to be toyed with. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. yeah. I want to know about your experience filming Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bells? Yes, sir. This is a Christmas movie. I love my Christmas horror. Hey, has anybody seen Sleigh Bells? One. <laughs> Just gotta go. Two. I've got uh, two Sleigh Bells, uh, one uh, monster thing in the. Uh, Sleigh Bells was a, uh, a movie that was directed and I think sort of written by uh, Spooky, uh, not Spooky, um, what was his name, who, who directed, you know, no, no, why do you even bring this up then? You know, uh, because you're a great Santa. Uh, I, I, well, I played a biker Santa. Yes! A biker Santa. And, yes. uh, uh, and who was the monster in that? Don't remember. No, but I mean, what was the character? It was that. It was that famous. Krampus. Huh? Krampus. 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 You know who Krampus is? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a movie where it was about Krampus, uh, you know, fighting uh, real Christmas, and I played a biker Santa, and uh, then I became the real Santa, and uh, it was. Uh, 
It was one of those movies that we shot, and the guy who directed it um, uh, was uh, Darren uh, Bowsman's. Oh, right. From Darren Bowsman's assistant, and, oh, yeah. and had worked with Darren for a number yeah. of things. And um, uh, do you know who Darren Lynn Bowsman is? I, uh, I did a couple of things for him. I did uh, Tales of Halloween. I did uh, uh, The Devil's Carnival, Alleluia. Did everybody, everybody see that? Yes. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? I'm, 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 it's just too bad that it didn't get a, a, a wider, uh, you know, distribution. Uh, the music's fabulous in it, and uh, it's very cinematic. Too. Very cinematic. Um, uh, so if you have a chance to uh, check that one out, The Devil's Carnival, Alleluia. Um, I play a character named Watch the Watchword, uh, and. Uh, He's a very devious and uh, uh, sarcastic and uh, uh, not far from who I really am. Um, uh, yes, the watchword. So, uh, yeah, uh, but getting back to uh, Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bells was such a low budget movie. I mean, I, I think Darren kicked in, you know, $10,000 or something for it. and. Um, he, we didn't even have enough money to finish it, uh, and it took him two and a half years to sort of finish it and finally get it distributed. Uh, uh, and then uh, four people saw it. I think the four people in this room <laughs> saw it. Uh, it's all two of us. But it's actually that it's sort of a fun movie. It's it? adorable, and it's. I love the first of all. I love the title because it's like sleigh, like the murder, not the vehicle. Right. And bell, like. Like the beauty, right? right? It's such it's such a cute title, and it's a very cute movie, and I love the Christmas horror. So yeah. Oh, that's right. It was a horror. Movie. Mm -hmm. I've done some horror movies, haven't I? Yes. Tales <laughs> of Halloween. Sleigh Bells. Yeah, yeah. Metal Beast. Metal Beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and that is why you are here, Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. Uh -huh. Is that where we are? That's where we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Look at you, done. Damn you! Damn it. Please say damn it. Ah, okay. Do we have another question? Yes. I kind of have two. Um, what is one of your favorite moments within filming Rocky Horror that you cherish forever? And also, who was the bigger diva on set? Was it Richard O'Brien or Tim Curry? <laughs> okay, I got the first part. What was the second part? Who was the biggest what? Diva on set. Richard O'Brien or Tim Curry. Tim Curry. The biggest what? Diva. Diva? Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly not Tim. Tim's not a diva at all, Tim Curry. He's, he's a real working actor and uh, was uh, working hard and uh, we became buddies and he was one of the few people there that actually welcomed us uh, into uh, the family. Um, he originated it too, so this was like his baby. Oh yeah, well he'd been doing it forever, and so he yeah. was, um, yeah, he'd been doing it on stage in, in London and then in LA, and uh, and I have to say Richard O'Brien, uh, you know, he wasn't really a diva. It, he was, um, he, he was just strange. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he was a very, he's a very strange, lovable, character. I mean, he's 
uh, and and the movie is just a reflection of his life, you know, <laughs> the whole sort of uh, um, gender bending kind of thing that he was into, and 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 he combined that with his love for the 50s movies and the musicals of the time and the old horror movies and this and that and he uh, he, uh, he just just put them all together and this came out uh, and that's why you'll never see something like this again because it it sprung from his mind of uh, uh, degeneration you know no he's not a degenerate <laughs> don't even listen to me uh, he, uh, he's, uh, I saw him a couple of years ago in, uh, in New Zealand. He's basically lives in New Zealand on a ranch now. And, uh, and he's, and he owns the rights for the stage version. So he goes around and, uh, and produces, uh, the stage version of the Rocky Horror Show. Uh, and I think now he, it's billed as Richard O'Brien's Rocky Horror Show, right? Yeah, because they screwed him out of the out of the movie uh, before it went into uh, midnight. Uh, they bought him out, so he really has nothing to do with the success of the film and uh, doesn't really want to do anything. So that's why you don't see him at these conventions and things. You know, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, sure, but you know, well, he's making a few bucks off the. Stage show, I think. The stage show is fantastic. Has anybody seen the stage show? Not the shower cast, the actual show. Yes, too. Oh, guys, if you ever have the opportunity to see the Rocky Horror Show, please do. It is such an experience, really. Yeah, it's, it's slightly different. There's a couple of different songs in it. Some things are mixed. Sweet Transvestite comes first, you know. But but yeah, it's it's really worth it. It could be good. You know, unfortunately, what happens with these things? Is that they play them like cartoons? Yeah. You know, they, they really go over the top with them, and uh, it's the same thing. I did a show called Grease way back when, uh, and I created the part of Danny Zuko on Broadway. And, and all the subsequent productions of Grease, you know, the characters just get wider, bigger, louder. Uh, Cartoon. Yeah, just really caricatures and. Uh, uh, when we first did it, it was it, Greece. I'm saying it was it was uh, it was a little tougher, you know. I mean, the language was tougher. And in fact, when it was originally done in Chicago, it was really about a couple of gangs. And the guy who Zuko was based on, you know, ended up in jail. I think he's dead now. But uh, uh, and then they fluffed it up for Broadway, but still kept some of the edge. And now the edge is. Uh, you know, the, the edge is gone, and the edge on on uh, Rocky Hard is is somewhat blurred, also I think because they want to make it into this big uh, Easter egg uh, thing. Um, when it only works really if you take all these characters totally serious. You know, you have to, you can't comment on something that's already comment, com, commended, commenting, commenting. You know, in, in uh, in Richard O'Brien's mind, and um, uh, so that's that's. But I, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for somebody to do a really interesting production of Rocky Horror. My, my, and, and not in a high school. 
you know, I, I, which always surprises me when a high school does the Rocky Horror Picture Show, or they'll do, or they'll do Grease and they'll cut all the, you know, the bad stuff out, but uh, all the 16-year-old girls still want to play sluts, you know, <laughs> and, and the guys all want to be, uh, you know, gangers, and it's a. Uh, uh, Everybody wants to imitate Tim most of the time because it was such a strong performance. Um, and I'm waiting for somebody to reimagine that, yeah. you know, uh, and come up there with it. There could never be another one. I mean, Tim was no, no. on that. And, no and that Fox reboot. Did you see the Fox reboot? Uh, I've only seen parts of it. I haven't yeah. seen Yeah. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. It was horrible. It, it, it was so over the top, you know, yeah. it was so big and, and splashy and uh, um, there were some good performances, but but the whole idea... Frank was very pretty in that, like he was very, very beautiful. Who? Uh, whoever played Frankenfurter in that, yeah. right? Yeah. I think too beautiful for me. Right. Well, I mean, that's a devilish character, you know, mm -hmm. Frankenfurter is really a... That's a that's a demented uh, somebody from another planet, uh, and, and and unless it's played dark and dangerous, it, it just it doesn't. I don't think it works. But uh, uh, but it has worked. This movie just never ends. It's it's great. Barry, how does it feel to be a part of something that's such a legacy and something that is still making a difference in people's lives today? Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's I think we're most proud of is that it's affected, you know, society in, mm -hmm. in, in some small way of mm -hmm. being more accepting of the differences between us uh, sexually and uh, uh, Whatever socially. the difference is, it doesn't matter. You don't dream it, be it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, because everyone's different and we all sometimes feel weird, right? No matter what, what that weirdness is. Right. And right. that just lets you know that you're okay as you are. Yeah, right. Well, and I love these shadow cats that go out and uh, all shapes and sizes mm -hmm. will get up on stage and uh, just do their thing. And I, 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 just, I just love these kids, you know. I'm, I'm their Uncle Barry, you know, with these shadow cats. And uh, <laughs> if they only knew that Uncle Barry was leering at them from the side, um, <laughs> the, uh, they not. Um, yes, he is. No, he's not. Um, but uh, to, to, to see these these kids, you know, work through a lot of their insecurities and their their inability to to just be in front of people and be who they are, as you say, um, it's it's to me it's. I really, I really love them all for doing that, and um, uh, and the society that they have created around the world. These casts of, you know, they you could go to Germany, you could go to uh, Japan, and find your people. You know, it's kind of like coming to a horror convention. You know, some of us have been friends for a while, but the only time we get to see each other is the days of the dead Atlanta or Chicago or wherever, and it's just one big reunion, and uh -huh. it's like we're with our tribe again. And we don't yeah. do that anywhere else, am I wrong? Don't? Yeah. You don't? No. Oh. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Any other questions? Uh-huh. Since 
About shagging Janet? Yeah. Maybe you answered that we were shagging Frankenberg. Shagging Frankenberg. Uh, only in the movie. You know, and he was a great kisser. Uh, so it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. You know. It, it, uh, uh, he, he was very respectful, you know, of my, of my privacy. Uh, and... Uh, it's, I think it's why we became such good friends, uh, because of what went on behind that curtain. Oh, Michael J. I talk to him again. We see. I'll see him at a convention or something. And uh, unfortunately, since he's had a stroke, it's really hard for him to get around. He has to have a handler, and he has to have a nurse, and he has to. You know, it's it's hard on him. So I don't I don't speak to him too much because I know that he has just a, a limited amount of energy, and he'd rather give it to the fans. Um, and um, uh, but uh, Tim is is a lovely guy, with great sense of humor and wit. And if you ever get a chance to see him or have a picture taken with him or watch him in a Q&A like this, I think you'll be delighted. He is a, he's a great guy, and uh, he's starting to get back to some voiceover work, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's got, oh, a, little, he's got a little studio I set up in his uh, place in LA. Um, it's taken him a long time to, yeah. get, to get that uh, mind uh, vocal, uh, yeah, to, to get it together. Um, but he has such a distinct voice, and it's a beautiful voice. Yeah, so I think he's he's he'll still do that, but you know he's he's unfortunately not going to be doing spam a lot anytime soon. You know, again. I saw Tim Curry in spam a lot on a preview in Chicago uh -huh. uh, before it went to Broadway, and there were like fifteen rows from the center, and it was a very magical experience. Awesome. Probably one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was so surreal. He's such a, a, a hero to me. I was a child. The worst witch. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And I have all of his albums from the 70s and 80s, not just Rocky Horror, but the, the other music. And oh my gosh, it was well, he magical. Em he embraces uh, talent. I mean, he is, he is so wide. Uh, he has such a wide range in, yes. in his personality to be able to do um, that clown it. Yes, yeah, it, it. Pennywise. Yeah, and and then and then go ahead and do Clue. You yes, know, where he's like uh, non-ending, does <gasps> talk, 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 talk. You know. Yeah, I never uh, started so. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm about to start a show. I think with Leslie Ann Warren. Do you know who she yeah. is? She, hey, was in, she was in. She was in Clue. She was also in another movie with Tim Curry, though I don't think they had any scenes together. Called Wolf Girl. Has anybody seen Wolf Girl? Thought not. Anyway, Wolf Girl. Wolf Girl. Who was in that? Tim Curry and Leslie Ann Warren. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I'll tell you. It's streaming on Tubi. Check it out. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Um, it, it was like originally an NBC movie of the week, maybe 20 years ago, like oh. maybe a little longer, even maybe 98-ish, uh -huh. and. It, it holds up. It's about a sideshow, a freak show, and... I'll have to look at it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. I recommend anyone to watch it. Well, Leslie Ann Warren is such a lovely actress, you know, yeah. and uh, 
we've worked a couple of times together. We did Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. She played my my wife in that, and um, and a couple of oh, we just did a movie called Lady Parts about a month ago that she produced and, and starred in. Um, and we're we're discussing with uh, Ernest Thompson, who wrote on Golden Pond yeah, to yeah. do to do a tour of that. Her and, I, and uh, Ernest would direct it, and uh, uh, we put together a real first class. Kind I go of, see that. For sure. You know, um, uh, so do you know any? Do you guys know on Golden Pond? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a real classic. Sort of American classic, classic. and. Um, uh, I think Ernest Thompson, who wrote it, got an Academy Award for it, um, wants to um, not reimagine it, but just freshen it up a bit. And um, uh, so he'll direct it. I'll play Norman, and she'll play Ethel or Edith or whatever. I should read it, shouldn't I? Before I do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're sort of working towards now. Um, and, uh, Guys, we have time for one more question in about five minutes. Yes. I, I saw that guy over there. He's been really wanting to ask one. So. That's a non question. A non question? Well, I just thought, I was just curious, uh, is there some Brian named after Richard O'Brien? I'm sorry, what? Is there a son named Brian? Oh. My son's name's Brian. Is it named after Richard O'Brien? Richard O'Brien by chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'll tell Richard O'Brien that. <laughs> uh, my daughter's name is Chelsea, and uh, her name is sort of based on a, a director friend of mine, Peter Chelsom, uh, who's English. And uh, no, I wanted I wanted two Irishy kinds of names, uh, uh, and uh, my wife wanted to call I think call them, you know, Kansas and Wyoming or something. <laughs> you know, and I said no, uh, you know. I, I mean, I know I, when I do these events occasionally, and somebody comes up and says, "Well, do you sign? Can I sign it? Uh, something to them?" And I go, "Well, okay. What's your name?" And they go, "Lisa." And I'll go, "Okay. How do you say L I S A?" Oh no, it's L Y E S S I E. I go, "Oh, you just must hate your parents, you know, for giving you that that that." So I wanted to, I wanted to, we wanted a couple of names that were easily, you know, hi, my name's Brian, right. with an I, not a Y. Right, right, right. You know, and I, anybody, if I see a Brian with a Y, I always tell them, yeah, that's wrong, you, you can, you shouldn't, is there any here, is there a Brian with a Y in the room? Good, yeah, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be. Um, Let's see, is there any other thing? Okay, we need a banana question. One, who has a banana question? You pick. Okay, yes. Um, so you said that all shapes, sizes, everyone's playing the characters of Rocky Horror. What would you say is the key to capturing the essence of Brad? The key to casting Brad? Yeah, just saying? capturing that character. Like, what, you know, what's the essence of it? Well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> That's almost a banana question. Right. Now I have to come up with a banana answer. No. <laughs> uh, the, uh, well, you know, he's, he's a throwback. He's a real throwback to the 50s. And, uh, and he, he's, he's the kind of guy who would have been uh, the president of the Republican Club, right, in high school. 
and uh, very sort of um, uh, self-confident and uh, egotistical in a way, and uh, uh, but uh, courteous uh, towards uh, because he never shagged his, his girlfriend. You know that those are the days that you wouldn't happen today. You know, I mean, if if Susan Sarandon was my was my fiance, you know, we wouldn't have made it out of that other person's wedding. Uh, without, you know, finding some way to get intimate. Um, that's not to say that I did. Uh, uh, I'm just saying Wait, that, bring you, it know, back around. Here, you know, I'm just saying that so maybe, you know, that would have, that would have happened. Um, uh, so there's a, there's a certain stalwartness to him. There's a certain uh, uh, posture of, He's willing to stand up. Somebody who is willing to stand up for his his uh, points of view, even though they might be flawed or from that time. Um, and then he just then you you have to see that he has the ability to just become uh, confused, right? I mean, he just gets confused, and 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 he and he doesn't. He doesn't know, by the end, he doesn't know what to believe. You know, his world has been uh, turned upside down and shaken, and uh, his uh, 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 girlfriend uh, has become a, a real whore. And uh, uh, so he, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't know really how to deal with that. Um, uh, I, I think probably post-Rocky uh, Horror, he, uh, becomes uh, the governor of Florida, uh, <laughs> or something like that, you know, and and then you know is is uh, diddling guys in the men's room at the local park, you know, and, 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 and not admitting, you know, uh, uh, it hasn't been caught yet, uh, or they find a way to hide it. Um, so, uh, and I think he's got to have a he's got to have a nice simple voice. A voice, um, uh, singing voice, that um, because the, the, the real bombastic singing is has got, got to be the Richard O'Brien character, and, and of course Tim Tim's character, which she, he's got the best song at the end in the whole movie. You know, uh, I'm going home, uh, which is he he just is, is brilliant in you know, and um, uh, you almost feel sorry for him uh, at that time. Uh, and, and you have forgotten that he's, you know, an S and M monster, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I might say, well, S and M is is okay, you know. And and I think that's what he was saying you know, as a character, you know. But but uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an advocate of that, and I wouldn't think that Brad was an advocate of that until maybe the last scene in the movie. As he's crawling around in the mud, he's probably going, well, this sort of feels good. You know? Uh, it's good being dirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to say... It's the banana. I, I, I have to say that the banana... Um, uh, let's see. Um... Ready? No. <laughs> okay.
give it to him. <laughs> no, did you want it? Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, you know, but I, that's the only question you can answer. I, 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 I wish I had two bananas. I only have one banana. And I'm sorry, if you'd like to share the banana, uh, uh, you know, just uh, cut it in half and uh, I'll leave the room. Uh, thank you guys for coming out so early on a Sunday and uh, you left church early to come here, I'm sure. Uh, and, uh, and come and visit me in the other room and we'll see you guys, we'll see you guys later, thanks. And thank you. Thank you, Hey, Janet. Yes, Brad? I've got something to say. Uh-huh. I really love the skillful way you beat the other girls to the bride's bouquet. river was deep, but I swam it. Janet. The future is ours, so let's plan it. Janet. So please, don't tell me to can it. Janet. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it. Janet, I love you. The road was long, but I ran it. Janet. There's a fire in my heart, and you fan it. Janet. If there's one fool for you, then I am it. Janet. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it. Janet, I love you. To prove that I'm no joker There's three ways that love can grow That's good, bad, or mediocre Ooh, J-A-N-E-T, I love you so Oh, it's nicer than Betty Monroe had All right. Now we're engaged and I'm so glad you met mom and you know dad Oh Brad One thing to say and that's Brad I'm mad for you too Oh Brad Oh damn it I'm mad Oh Janet Science examined. Made me give you the eye and then panic. Janet. Now I've one thing to say, and that's damn it, Janet, I love you. Janet.